0: everyone. Welcome to the Making Work Fun podcast with Maria and Natasha, two working professionals turned life coaches.
1: I'm Maria and I have worked in economic consulting for more than 14 years.
0: And I'm Natasha. I have over a decade of work experience in human resources.
1: Through our 25 plus years of combined corporate experience, we have learned a lot about work.
0: And through our work as life coaches, we've learned how to make work fun.
1: Whether you work for someone else, run your own business, or do anything else that you call your work, this podcast will teach you how to make your work fun too.
0: Without giving into the productivity hustle.
1: So let's dive right in.
0: All righty. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our very first episode of Making Work Fun. Um, so this episode, we thought we would talk a little bit about defining what work is and figuring out what actually is work um, for you or what people, however people want to maybe go about describing it and defining it in their own lives. And we kind of came to that because we were working on filming and recording our intro And we were just talking about how work can be a variety of different things to a variety of different people. Sometimes we think of work as paid work, but also there's unpaid work, there's hobbies, there's different types of projects. Um, Anything can really be work in our lives. And so um, we just kind of wanted to set the framework by talking about that as our very first topic for this week.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I'm I'm laughing because as we were starting to record, Natasha really insisted on checking out the like dictionary definition of what work is, and so yeah, sure. I I definitely like was not a fan of that. But since you've looked up the definition, do you mind sharing with us the dictionary? Totally, I was all over
0: checking out the definition. Maria like was like, we don't need to do that, and then she went to go get some coffee, and I was like, I'm secretly like looking up the definition of what it is. But I think it's actually really relevant. So basically, like I mean this. Just a dictionary.com, like Google (laughs) search definition that I found, but it's any activity with mental and physical effort that you do in order to achieve a purpose or a result. So it doesn't actually talk about it being paid work. There's like not a real definition. It's just like basically putting energy towards something in order to get some sort of result in your life. I thought that was such a cool definition because really anything can be work in our lives. We get to decide and choose whatever we want to have meet that definition for ourselves.
1: Yeah, I mean, at the risk of like encouraging the dictionary looking habit even more, (laughs) I actually do love that. (laughs) I actually love that (laughs) definition too, because like I, so in my life, I've like struggled a lot with defining what quote unquote counts as work. There's two different, I think for me, there were like two different things that I've really struggled with. One is what you just said, like the paid versus unpaid work. Um, And in my industry, it's actually really interesting. I'm not a lawyer, but I work a lot with lawyers and my work is structured the way lawyer work is structured, meaning that we have like billable work and then non-billable work. So you actually like go into the office and you can spend three hours doing something like recruiting or looking at resumes, and that's like non billable work. And so I, I kind of internalized that. So I would struggle a lot with, you know, I only have five billable hours today, but I spent ten hours in the office, and like I wasted ten like five hours. Like I didn't actually waste them. I was doing stuff. I just didn't count that as work. <laughs>
0: it's just yeah. very yeah. And when I you thought. have that very narrow definition, I think it makes it really feel like there's so much pressure. On the time that you are spending either doing billable hours to make it as, you know, much Uh as possible or the time that you're spending doing non-billable work, because it's like, well, this doesn't count. This isn't really worth my time, even though it's not like you can really just step into the office and be doing billable work for every single minute of every day. Like that is impossible. There's always things that do come up in the workday that, you know, work towards um, creating those results for billable time, but that's not always just how things play out.
1: A hundred percent. And it's like a lot of, like a lot of the gray area of, you know, if you chat with someone for half an hour about your project, but then for five minutes you chat about something else. You're like, how do I split this between billable and non-billable? <laughs> like, you know, that's that type of thing. And I think like not to get super bogged down into the billable, non-billable distinction too, but the, like something else that this brings up for me is how... It's, it's also very gendered, like in the mm-hmm. office. That was coming to
0: my brain too, yes. Sir. Yeah, like
1: women are being asked to do a lot more of the like, whether you call it non-billable or in your industry, it's just like the volunteer type work or the non-promotable type work. Like women are the ones who get approached about this like so much more frequently. I think there's official statistics on this. If on the rare occasions that men get asked to do this, it's with a lot of like apologies and caveats. and Like we know your time is valuable, but could you help out with this? Whereas for like women, it's like, can you do this? And it's more set as an expectation. Um, so that's but
0: even just thinking about like um that some of the committees and stuff that women volunteer on for free. Like I'm thinking of like occupational health and safety or the wellness committees or like the yeah. party planning committees, all of that <laughs> kind of stuff doesn't necessarily count as billable hours. And so if that's your framework, if like getting paid poor like minute of work is how you think of work then none of that actually counts and it's all just discounted whereas in reality that takes so much time and effort and energy and brain power to put into those things and those things are important parts of office culture or work environments mm-hmm. Right. And I'm even thinking about things like unloading the dishwasher at work. Like we used to have an (laughs) office where literally it was just always the women every day who would load and unload the dishwasher. So if you're strictly measuring work by time spent that you can charge out to a client, then that part of it isn't counting, but who else is going to do that work if it's not getting picked up by someone in the office?
1: Right. It's like all of those things that make an office function. Also, another thing that comes to mind is like mentoring people. Like people would walk into my office with like a, either a work question that they had or even just some sometimes not particularly, you know, something related to a casework, but like still work related in the sense that how do I navigate the situation on my case team? And I would spend, I love, this is actually probably one of my, the favorite parts of my job, which is also why I'm a life coach. I like, I love helping people with with their problems. I really, really loved that. But at the end of the day, I would like look at my time and I'm like, okay, I can't bill this hour. This wasn't like billable to a case. And again, if someone is just looking at my timesheets, they're like, she didn't work that one hour. Whereas I was like literally helping someone navigate a case team situation that like helped them, the case team perform much better on their work projects, but that just somehow gets lost in, in this distinction of what is getting paid and what isn't.
0: Yeah. The intangibleness of some of this work. And then you're putting that external pressure and that external validation. There's almost like a sense of competition that comes with that where you're like, oh, I build this many hours per day or per week or quarter or whatever. And it's like a way that you can like buy into productivity hustle culture because it can be, almost like easily compared, even though it's not actually comparable, because like we said, there's so many other things that come into play here. Um, So it's an interesting way of thinking about it that, um, yeah, I think sometimes negatively impacts us, right? Because then we're like judging ourselves and maybe shaming ourselves and telling ourselves that we're not working enough when really that may not actually be what's happening and what's true.
1: Yeah. I mean, I can't tell you how much of my career I've spent judging myself for not like billing as much as others.
0: Well, I think it inherently just puts a layer of pressure on ourselves to perform, to meet certain like external standards and expectations. Um, And we were talking about this before we started recording about how um, sometimes we think that like work has to be inherently negative, or we have all these like negative associations with what it means to work and how not fun work is and how it's terrible and how we don't enjoy it and all kinds of different, um, ideas. And so if we're like, And I think just like the billable versus non-billable kind of adds to that, right? It adds additional pressure into what we view as like the time spent working in our lives.
1: Yeah, for sure. That was, yeah, that was the other parameter I was thinking about is like, so one is like what's being paid and what's not being paid. And the Mm -hmm. other one is the fun versus non-fun. So there's even a saying, right? I'm forgetting the exact... Um, phrasing of the saying but it's like if you do what you love you are never work day in your life right the idea is like if it's if it's actually enjoyable and fun then it doesn't feel like work but the implication there is some work is unpleasant <laughs> so for something to feel like work work needs to be unpleasant and that's just a very messed up message to internalize which I also have internalized that in the past and I've like I have forced myself to make things more stressful and more unpleasant for myself, so that they would count, quote unquote, count in my brain as work.
0: Yeah, totally right. Because if we're inherently evaluating ourselves based on how much work we do, how many hours of work we produce in a day, a week, a year, or whatever, and if we think that work is supposed to be terrible and not fun and stresser stressed out and like pressure driven or whatever, we wanted to. Do, define it as like, then we're going to inherently start to create more like busy work and more like things that just make it feel more terrible more often.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. And I've, like I said, I've literally done this in the past. Like if something seems easy, I'm like, that's just that, that doesn't feel right. I need to complicate
0: this. Yeah. Like how do I make this harder to like make it count as work? So I can like feel better about myself to feel productive. Like I'm doing work.
1: Yeah, I mean, I remember, I think like we coached each other on this once.
0: (laughs) Totally.
1: Like, when we, as we were building out our businesses, we like coached each other on this step, seems seemed way too easy. So I must have not been doing it right.
0: (laughs) Right. As opposed to like, maybe there actually just like is things that are easy and fun in work, in Mm. whatever it is that we call work. Because like, I think sometimes like humans do, like we need both. We need work and we need rest. And this isn't saying that we all need to like go to an office, that we all need to define work as paid work. There's like unpaid work, unpaid labor, things that we do around our house, things that we do for ourselves, for our loved ones. There's also... Our own work in terms of our hobbies or creative projects, like all of those different ways that we show up to, I mean, going back to the definition, right? (laughs) Use (laughs) mental and physical effort in order to achieve a certain result that we desire in our lives.
1: Right. Yes. And there is nothing wrong with like having just as life is multifaceted and you have like positive and negative emotions throughout your life. So is work like sometimes work is unpleasant and it's hard and it's challenging and it's stressful and sometimes it's fun and pleasant and nice and like that there's nothing wrong with that but I think we've kind of like created this false dichotomy of like work versus fun work versus life like there's so much yeah. like dichotomies. it's like your work
0: and then your life yeah <laughs> you and know? then if we inherently think that work is terrible then we're always just going to only think about like this is the terrible bucket of my life that I like have to go to that I don't like that yep. I don't want to be in but I'm like forced to go there to pay my bills or whatever or like to get things done around my house and then this category is like the fun part where I get to live my life but I think what we're suggesting is that like they can cross over and it like can blend it doesn't have to just be like terrible work time and then fun lifetime it is possible to find pleasure and joy in like using and exerting your like brain power and your effort and your energy in whatever it is that you want to do in your life to create yeah to for it to be purposeful and to create the you know the results or the lives that you want to have
1: yeah absolutely i mean the same way think about it this way like the same way your time off of work doesn't always feel amazing like there's just no dichotomy it's just human brains and <laughs> are functioning always at you know at a balance between positive and negative and sometimes mm-hmm. you feel terrible and sometimes you feel great and sometimes you feel like kind of neutral about things and that can happen at all times it doesn't have to be like work terrible time off great. because then that creates I mean that was another thing I've worked through in my life then that creates this really intense pressure on your time away from work as well you're like yes. this needs to be the great time because work with established is terrible so then my time <laughs> off of work needs to be great all the time and that just this feels miserable too
0: <laughs> like, right because like, sometimes we're like running errands or sometimes we're on vacation and someone gets sick or like yeah. things happen that aren't always the most fun in our off time exactly. and if we're like so committed to having that time be the most like magical most fun ever then it just kind of keeps us stuck And like, I guess just adding more misery to everything. But I think when we recognize that like work can be both positive and negative in terms of how we feel sometimes, and our off time has both positive and negative emotions, then we just like make more space for the humanity of it all. And we can like step into allowing ourselves to enjoy the parts of work that it is that we truly enjoy. Like maybe you love researching or writing projects or like, you know, love digging into an Excel spreadsheet, then it's like, you don't have to like buy into the complaining work culture about how it needs to be like terrible and you need to dread it. And you can actually just allow yourself to find some joy in the learning of that project or piece of work or whatever it is that you are doing in terms of stretching your capacities.
1: Yeah, 100%. And like you said, you just said, you know, sometimes things happen on vacation and sometimes nothing even happens on vacation. It's just I've had in my life, I've had so much, vaca- quote unquote, vacation stress because I always put so much pressure on my vacations. I was like, okay, mm. work really, really hard. So then my vacation needs to be amazing all the time. And I would just have so much anxiety before we would leave for a trip. I'm like, what if I have a negative emotion? <laughs> like I literally yes. would like dread having a negative emotion on vacation, which of course you will. You're not all of a sudden like a robot
0: when you go on vacation. <laughs> exactly. And if you think about like the people that you go on vacation with, whether they're your loved ones or friends or whatever, it's like those relationships are going to be the same as as they are in, you know, normal life than on vacation. So you're going to probably have arguments or have disagreements or just everyone's just going to be, you know, maybe tired, cranky humans sometimes because right. on vacation, it's hot and you're trying to find somewhere to eat and it's like <laughs> long days and all of that. Right.
1: Exactly. So- and your brain doesn't magically change when you go on vacation, like the same thoughts that you have at home that create sometimes, you know, discomfort and <laughs> stress, they will pop up on vacation. They're not going to be like surgically removed while you're vacation. <laughs> the- <laughs> Thank
0: <laughs> There's no surgery to go into your brain and take away all of those thoughts before vacation. And then we just like put them back in before you Sadly. go back to work. But I would like, I'm
1: not even kidding. I would just make myself so miserable when I, I, like, sometimes I'm like, it's not even worth going on a trip because I would make myself so anxious about it. But I'm like, might as well just stay home.
0: Cause like, I think that- this is like the Sunday scaries idea too, right? Where people exactly. just like, ruin their weekends. It doesn't even have to be vacation. I know so many people that just ruin their weekends because they're just like spending the entire time dreading going. Going back to work,
1: uh huh, so wild. Exactly. exactly. No, that's exactly right. Like I used to dread the weekends too. I'm like, okay, Friday night and Saturday morning, I kind of fine, but then Saturday afternoon, I'm starting to already think about Monday. So, I'm like, this is all ruined.
0: <laughs> There's no hope. There's no going back from here. Yeah. yeah. So like there's
1: the bottom line is like there's really zero benefits to having these like rigid definitions of what and having these like rigid boundaries of like work is this, life is this, this is the transition. What if it's all super fluid and it's all us being humans sometimes doing stuff and sometimes not doing stuff?
0: Yeah, because I think when we give space For that, then we give space for the opposite of work, which is the time to rest and rejuvenate and to relax. And we're going to talk about resting on a different episode, because that is a super important part of making work fun and enjoying your work time Mm -hmm. is actually having long, healthy periods of rest and time off. So we're definitely going to dig into that. But I think it is like when you When you can allow work to be what it is and allow the moments of fun to be there and to allow, you know, maybe the different stress and anxieties to be there as well in both parts of your life, then you kind of just like lower the stakes and it doesn't, there's not so much pressure around it. And so you can give yourself time to rejuvenate and relax in off time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think I just remembered that we started this discussion off by trying to define work. So I'm just gonna yeah. circle back, circle back to that. Um, I think with all of that being said, the the definition of work can really just be what your <laughs> your the dictionary definition that you read out. It's really like anything you do that leads you towards a goal and leads you towards like a result that you want in your life. So that could be cleaning at home that could be drawing that could be doing billable work that could be like you know going shot like all of that is work so we're not being super rigid about what exactly is work what counts as work what doesn't count because you know it's all it's all work as long as you're working towards a result in your life that you want that's work
0: Yeah, you're allowed to totally count that definition. And I think what we're trying to do here is just challenge you to think about how, it's like, how can you fuse that time with, like energy and feelings that actually serve you. Like if every time you go and run an errand, you're just exacerbated and you're just like upset and stressed out, you're just making, compounding that situation and making it worse as opposed to just like getting the opportunity to enjoy how you are spending your life and how you are spending your time. And like, we didn't really talk much about this, but even like work as hobbies or creative endeavors, right? Like I think if we inherently think that our work is, something to dread or be scared of or not enjoy, then it takes us away from doing the things that we want to be doing Mm -hmm. that are our passion projects, you know, ways that we can share our creative work and our art, whatever that is with the world, with those around us. Right. So it doesn't have to just be categorized as something that's negative and sucks and shitty. And like, it's supposed to be dreadful and terrible. Like you can challenge that narrative, especially when you're in environments where, you know, culturally it's been accepted (laughs) that that's how we think of work. It doesn't have to be true. That doesn't have to be the case.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm so glad you mentioned hobbies because I think those rigid definitions prevent a lot of people from pursuing hobbies and pursuing their passion projects, because you either think, it's another type of work. So therefore it needs to be terrible. Or the other extreme is, which is, I think where I was, is like, you think, no, this is my passion project. It needs to be fun all the time. And neither one needs to be true. Mm -hmm. You know, I've, my, my, life coaching business is my passion project, but it's also really, really, you know, challenging sometimes, obviously, of course, building something from scratch, like working through all of your emotions about it. Like, this is probably the hardest, like, it's not easy stuff at all times. And it's also amazing. It's just, it's just both. If I expected it to be amazing all the time, I would give up at the first, you know, sign of it being challenging and on the other hand if i expected it to be challenging all the time like who wants to do that (laughs) so that also sounds terrible
0: and sometimes having the challenge in things is what makes you get to like be so proud and like feel like it is so amazing and just step back and just see what you've created which is a beautiful thing But at the same time, if we think it's only ever supposed to be challenging and hard, then we don't take those moments to celebrate and be proud and recognize the energy that we have put into creating something in our lives, whatever that may be.
1: Yeah. And I think, I think we should do actually a whole episode on this because that's a very important topic is sort of how do you tell the difference between challenging yourself and actually like pushing yourself to do things you don't want to be doing? That's a really hard distinction. And it it took me a long time to kind of be able to figure out that distinction because I was sometimes just pushing myself to do things. I'm like, well, if it's hard, it must be worth it. Where I really didn't want to be doing them. I'm just like, nope, (laughs) I must be. Yeah. you could
0: just like (laughs) cross it off your to-do list. But if we like, don't even think about crossing things off our to-do list, because we're like, no, this is supposed to just be hard and challenging. And I'm supposed to just feel like I'm Dreading it and like begrudging everything, then of course we're just gonna keep adding random shit to our to do list all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's like like a fake busy work that isn't actually achieving what we want, but it like keeps us in that productivity hamster wheel hustle where we just need to be kind of like doing things that feel terrible, that feel like work so that we can be proud of ourselves and, you know, know that we're like achieving things, but that doesn't have to be true. So I think what we're trying to talk about is like the idea and notion of questioning everything that we've accepted or like the premises that like culturally we have used to define work and how we show up and what that looks like in our lives in order to help us become the authority and um, the decision makers of what like really serves us and what we want.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. I think bottom line, what we're saying is first, like question your definition of work, (laughs) see what it is for yourself. And maybe challenge and question it if it doesn't seem like it's serving you or it's particularly helpful to you. And second, just let yourself be human, whether you're doing work or not doing work. This is really what our podcast is going to be about, how to be human when you do things.
0: Oh my God, that's amazing. Maybe we'll retitle it, how to be human when you do (laughs) it. Retitle it, how to be human. That's so good. I love that so much. I love it. Well,
1: this is it for our first episode. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us on this journey and join us next time for more tips on how to make your work
0: fun. Bye. Bye. Hey,
1: everyone. It's Maria. I am a burnout coach for professional women and I work with high achieving perfectionists who want to heal burnout so that they can take a step back and enjoy their lives without sacrificing their success. To work with me one-on-one, you can go to my website, which is restovergrind.com and book a free consult call. You can also follow me on Instagram at rest underscore over underscore grind or on LinkedIn under restovergrind, LLC.
0: Hey everyone, Natasha here. I'm a money mindset coach. I work with women who want to shift their beliefs around money and wealth so they can finally leave the drama behind and focus on actually doing the work they love to do. I work with two different types of clients, employees who want to make more money at work or entrepreneurs who want to earn more in their business. And I teach people how to love the process of earning and creating more because it really is possible for money to be easy and fun. So let me show you how. You can find me on my website at natashatocesti.com or on Instagram at natashatocesti. We'll see you there.